0: Hi there, I'm Alicia Rubin and you're listening to BeautyTap's Luminary Spotlight Podcast where I have intimate conversations with powerhouses of the beauty industry, including brand founders, CEOs and medical doctors about the businesses, products, treatments and innovations making noise. Delighted you're joining us. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Beauty Tap Luminary Spotlight. I am so excited today because we have Nikeo Grico here. Thanks. She is a beauty industry trailblazer and co-founder of omni-channel beauty destination 13 Loon, which shines the spotlight on black and brown owned brands from around the globe. Congrats Nikeo on opening your first flagship store in the bustling Larchmont Village area of Los Angeles. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and reconnect with you. It's a pleasure. Yes, we go way back from uh, both of our previous uh, professions, and um, it's a pleasure. Um, We'll get right into it since, you know, there's always so much to cover. You have such a storied career in beauty from achieving immense success as a founder of your namesake, Beauty Brown Nikeo, which is how we originally met, which was built around your family's beauty rituals from Kenya. And now, and it's since become part of an acquisition of Unilever. So congrats. Thank you to founding Thirteen Loon with your partner Patrick Herning, and yeah. Relevant Skincare. Yes, your experience creating and building your own beauty brand must have been incredibly helpful in launching Thirteen Loon because you've been on both sides of the business, which yes. I think brings a lot of meaning and insight. Absolutely, it's
1: been, you know, I think when I started out as an independent beauty founder, you know, celebrating my Kenyan family beauty rituals, you know, there was this deep connection to A, wanting to celebrate the sophistication of Africa in premium beauty, but it was also a a way for me to really tap into my roots and who I am. So I think I've always come from the lens of being a purpose-driven founder. I wanted people to understand that these raw materials and ingredients and family beauty rituals timeless beauty rituals could be celebrated by all. And so that's what really motivated me to create Nicaeo. What I would say is in the key learnings of creating that brand, loving the fact that I was 27 years old and just thought, well, hey, I'm gonna start a beauty brand and didn't have beauty experience, just had these beautiful recipes, had the knowledge and wisdom from my family on how to take care of your skin and, and wanted to share it with all. And I would say the evolution of what brought me to 13 Loon which is a longer story, I think one of the greatest things that I appreciate is the fact that I really do feel now that I've aligned my passion for beauty with my purpose. And I'm so grateful for for those moments that I had with Nicaeo. And there were a lot of fall down moments and a lot of starting over moments and a lot of tears and a lot of wins. But I think that's what led me to wanna create the retailer I wished I'd always had. And to really be able to take a true deep dive personal experience journey down the road of being a black female founder who creates products for everyone and understanding, you know, just how deep some of those challenges can be, but try to help others get to success much quicker.
0: What a dream come true. It just must be so fulfilling for you to sit here and look around and see what you've created. Thank
1: you. You must have been
0: doing creative visualization, which I very much believe in. Uh,
1: Absolutely. I mean, my co-founder, Patrick, calls me a professional master manifester. and, And I do think that, you know, there's real power. If you believe you can do it, you can do it. And regardless of the obstacles. And so I think that's what keeps me going for sure.
0: Something that we should all glean from and mm-hmm. take from, you know, on a daily basis. You know, even when we have those negative thoughts, try and bring those positive ones, those creative, whether you want to do a vision board or just think yes. about them. I'm putting a big, them out. big believer of
1: vision boards, whether you do it physically, artistically
0: hanging on your wall.
1: Now there's all sorts of vision board apps, which were not mm-hmm. around when we used to sit around with big magazine piles and create our own bulletin boards. But yeah, I, I think it's so important to sort of, say out loud, put into action your goals and your dreams. The universe listens to you and you got lots of guides there to support you. So I I'm a big believer. I don't know how you'd do it otherwise, you know.
0: I am too. I'm with you. The most confident ch-
1: person in the world that believes you don't need any any sort of
0: There are those too. Yeah, I've yeah. met them and they have achieved success. Again, it's that mindset. Yeah. Yeah which I'm always trying to instill in my daughter. Um, yes, and we'll talk about same. our teenage daughters um, yes. in a bit. The beauty industry is so overwhelming. Even as an editor and journalist myself, I am completely overwhelmed. And, and look, I have more knowledge than most people, but even yes. I'm overwhelmed. So I wonder, my, the general consumer must be extremely overwhelmed. Yes. There seems to be a new makeup or skincare product launching every single day. What's exciting you right now? You
1: know, what's really exciting me is that I feel that, you know, and I think we experienced this, you know, I think it's been 25 years since, since Sephora launched and those early Sephora days, you know, when you would walk in and it was, there were many brands that you had never heard of before and the power of discovery and community was so palpable. And that's what I believe is most exciting to me because we're living it with 13 Loon, you know, we've created this destination for discovery, but as an added layer, I think by prioritizing black and brown founders as 90% of our shelves, 10% dedicated to fostering allyship, it really takes discovery to a whole new level, which is shopping for mission, helping to build generational wealth while still having the opportunity to discover incredible, clean, founder driven brands. So that's really exciting to me. Gen Z is actually really exciting to me. I think that you know, for so long, and I'm sure many beauty founders feel this way, you know, when you're competing for shelf space or you're competing for dollars, investment, etc., it's really, really, really hard to compete with legacy brands, brands owned by huge legacy strategic companies. And I think what's so exciting to me about Gen Z is they don't really care about the old paradigm of beauty, right? They're so ready to shop for good, get behind sustainable brands, discover founders, fall in love with people. I always say people buy into people before they buy into products, and the Gen Z consumer is is a testament to that. They'll fall in love with somebody on TikTok and then want to know about their products, but then they will go down a deep dive to study the ingredients. Then they want to know what does that founder care about, how are they looking to change the world, what are they doing for the planet, and and so it's not about legacy. It's, you know, anyone has the potential to be discovered and become a successful brand if you're coming from an authentic place and you're reaching your consumer in a very authentic way. And so that to me is so exciting because it's it's giving that possibility, like the possibility I had when I started my first brand 21 years ago, 22 years ago, that was a really big time for indie beauty. That's when people were sort of starting to leave the department store shelves and counters and go to places like Fred Siegel where I launched or Jeffrey New York where I launched. And I feel that that cycle is happening again. and, And it's great for 13 Loon, even though we have, you know, we are omnichannel. We have our flagship store in LA. We have our platform But even our store and stores within JCPenney, which is a department store, feel like 13 Loon. You know, they are the 13 Loon vibe. They're 13 Loon branded through and through from an authentic place. And and we're really seeing a lot of success, both with our 13 Loon third-party brands, as well as my new brand, Relevant, that we're reaching, you know, a consumer that I'd say maybe five years ago would have been really hard
0: to reach. It's also exciting to see how far we've come. Again, we go back and I remember when you launched at Fred Siegel. So it is fascinating to, as you mentioned, walking into some of the other stores where you see the legacy brands, I thrive on discovery. Discovery is just so exciting to me. And that's what I love about walking into 13 Loon, whether at JCPenney or your flagship, or even looking online, it's just all the brands that I'm discovering. And they also have such unique stories and founder stories and such wonderful ingredients. I mean, that's like the ultimate high.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's so much fun. I mean, I go in there every time, you know, now we've gone from 13 brands when we launched December 2020 to now almost 190 brands. So I'm constantly discovering, even in our own space, our merch team does an incredible job led by Janelle Freeman. in really we say curating the gallery and it is, it's, it's, you know, for a beauty enthusiast, for somebody new to beauty, it's not intimidating because you're, you're able to go in and feel engaged by falling in love with the founders first and, and hearing their stories, their reason, their why. And that's important if you're thinking about starting a beauty brand, like what is your why? Why you? Why why is this important to you beyond I love lipstick, you know? And I think we've done a really good job of attracting like-minded founders who who come from such a deep and authentic place, but also come from a place where they really care about delivering unclean, prioritizing people that have been long ignored at shelf while still serving all consumers. And, and it's it's just a, a really fun experience. And it reminds me of my old school Fred Siegel days. And, you know, it's also really fun because when I started in this industry, Los Angeles was not known as a beauty destination and you wouldn't even get press unless you had a New York door. And now with our flagship sitting on the, you know, historic Larchmont Boulevard, which I have coined Beauty Row, you know, our allies and neighbors include Blue Mercury, Credo, the people that started it all, Larchmont Beauty Supply, Malin and Getz, Diptique, like it's really become this beauty destination in Los Angeles. And I would say that 13 Loon does it a little different. We're not the beauty store where you walk in and it feels like, you know, your quiet beauty store with the perfectly white lights and et cetera. I mean, we have a cash wrap that's shaped like a DJ booth. We have a big sofa because we want people to hang out. Inspired by my Fred Siegel days, we have store-in-stores. So we have had everything from a flower shop to Damone Roberts Salon, now lives as a permanent resident within the store pattern, et cetera. So, and we're constantly evolving, constantly eventing. So it's really become this really
0: fun place to hang out with really good music. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what shopping needs to be today to yeah. get people into the store. So, you know, but it is so fascinating because we shopped at Fred Siegel and how much fun that was and back you'd then. And you spend all day there. And I will literally oh, have yeah. people hanging out in the store for hours.
1: It's, you know, there is that guest that comes in and knows exactly what she wants and she leaves with it. And then there's the guest that comes in and they're Excited to hang out on the couch and have their coffee or have a glass of wine at the end of the day, play with the makeup, play with the skincare. And, and so it's really, you know, I think at the end of the day, beauty is community. And so we want to create in any 13 loon stamped space, a community environment.
0: Where everybody the Community is so important today, and it. I really look at Thirteen Loon as an adult playroom, also yeah. kids too, because they yeah. love makeup we, as well. We're right in the middle of
1: Larchmont <laughs> Boulevard. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of kids that get out of high school and uh, and head on over to spend their allowance, sure. um, which we love too. You know, my kids are in there all the time, and yeah, it really is all ages, all skin tones, all cultures, all backgrounds. But what I think we've done a really good job is helping make sure, you know, we all want to be seen, we all want to be considered. And so anyone who walks through the door at 13 Loon knows that they've been prioritized to be seen, heard, and considered. And I think our assortment really speaks loudly to that.
0: It absolutely does. And and that's a perfect segue to my next question, which, um, what, do, what makes a brand stand out and grab your attention? In other words, you know, how does A budding brand, or or even an established one, become a thirteen loon partner. What is that process like?
1: Yeah, so you know, I'll take it back to you know. I think that people buy into people before before they buy into products. Um, So we have a lot of really good people on shelf, a lot of really good stories, a lot of really good authentic, passionate founders that deserve to take up more space. So that's first and foremost is is a is a deep and rich founder story. Obviously, clean beauty has been. A part of my soul since before it was ever coined clean beauty. And I know that can be really confusing for people, but I always described my brand before clean beauty, my first brand before clean beauty was a term as I use ingredients that come from the earth married with science to deliver on their promises. And it's so interesting. You know, back in the day, people used to think like natural brands, you know, don't work. Uh, we need all these chemicals to achieve results. So it's really beautiful that we have all these clean and beautiful, sustainable brands that deliver on their promises. And that's what keeps people coming back. And as far as the process, you know, as I mentioned, we have the most incredible lead vice president of merchandising, Janelle Freeman. She helped to build beauty at net under David Olson. And so she's, you know, so experienced, especially in, in curating really beautiful, accessible, but premium products. And we describe premium, everything from our $8 artistic Afro picks to our, masks as, as premium. And, you know, we want to meet the consumer where they're at. So that's why we offer quite a variety in when it comes to price. But, you know, I think right now the best way to be considered is, is to contact our buying team. They read every single email at brands at 13loon.com they're also really great from a mentorship standpoint, you know, they will tell a brand, "Yes, you're ready for retail," or "Yes, let's test this," or "Here's how we do it different. We're going to give you some feedback on your packaging. We're going to talk to you about what it really means to bring a brand to shelf. We're really big about, you know, we want to build generational wealth. We have no I don't look at my other beauty brothers and sisters as competitors. I I look at them as allies and you know, but we're really careful with our brands to say, you know, you want to go deep with one, maybe two retailers because your retail partner is like a marriage. You know, you're in it together to to grow and to, you know, really live up to our mission. And so, you know, I think that's one of the ways that we're doing it a little different than anything I ever experienced growing up in this beauty industry is that we really care about the journey and the experience. And you know, I had a lot of sleepless nights as a beauty founder. I often got to national shelf and realized that I couldn't afford to be there or didn't have the opportunity to to fundraise in ways that I would see my other friends and counterparts fundraising. And so we wanna make sure that everyone feels that they will be supported, whether they come in as a known brand, come in as a huge ally brand and our ally brands are such a significant part of our business, because we define an ally brand for anyone listening as as a brand that it's our 10%, it's not black or brown owned, but as a brand that we recognized, you know, when I created 13 Loon as a result of the racial reckoning, that they had always been looking to serve all consumers, that they were always considering all consumers, that they had formulations that worked on all skin tones, hair types, et cetera, and that weren't performative in 2020 and 21. They'd always used people of color, they, them, et cetera, in their campaigns. It didn't become just this trendy thing. They were authentic. And what we find when we launch some of these bigger ally brands is that we'll start to see an uptick. If we have a great Olaplex promotion going on, then all of a sudden we start to see our tiny BIPOC brands with maybe one or two SKUs have an uptick that week in sales. So allyship is really about you know subscribing to the mission, but also inviting them to to show all of our consumers that they've always been there for them. So, and we serve all. So it's important to make sure that your brand falls in those ethos to be considered um, for 13 Loon that I'm a skincare founder, a beauty founder. I've always prioritized what's going to work on my skin when I'm formulating, but I'm also thinking about people that look like you. I'm thinking about my South Asian friends. I'm thinking about everyone and people with more melanin-rich skin. I say relevant. My brand is a melanin-safe and melanin-seen brand people with more melanin, and we all have melanin, it's shocking to me how many people hear the word melanin and they only think it's black or brown. I'm like, no, 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 we all have it. But you know, when I say melanin safe and melanin seen, when we think about a consumer that has more melanin in your skin, we are more prone to things like eczema and rosacea and hyperpigmentation and hypopigmentation and And so, you know, for example, with my brand and all the brands that we carry, these are brands that are are melanin safe and seen. So if you check all those boxes, send an email.
0: It really is very, it's a gift what I'm hearing because it's a scary world out there for brand founders. You know, this having been down this road and having had success and failures and picking yourself right back up and getting Mm -hmm. back out there. And to have this meaningful, very caring approach to your brands, mm-hmm. it must be very, very rewarding for you and also a gift for the brands that you're working with to have yeah. this approach because yeah. it feels more intimate. It, it feels yeah. like there's heart. Yeah. It's not just a factory.
1: Right, right. Well, I am them, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I uh, being a beauty founder turned beauty retailer turned back to being beauty founder as well. It is, I know exactly how they feel. And so I think there's there's a real gift in having the ability to have walked in their shoes before they came to market, before some of them were even born, that gives me the ability to really lead with heart. I'm an Aries. I'm a feeler. And it's so much bigger than beauty. It's about human connection. It's, you know, I love to see other people win. And... I understand how difficult it can be to win in this industry, but I know that it's possible for everyone, as long as you've got the grit and the grace and the ability to get back up when you fall down, because that's inevitable. You know, I I, I know very few overnight successes in my life. I know very few people who haven't failed before they got to the place that they achieve to be. And, and I want to be there to help them in those moments, but also to be there or to support them and help them not to make a lot of the mistakes that I made. And and that's the beauty of when you make a mistake. You know that you're eventually going to get to help someone else not make the same ones.
0: I always talk to my daughter about celebrating the mistakes because she's so hard on herself about mistakes. And I say, let's celebrate them. This is how yeah. we're going to learn. And it's so nice yeah. that as a founder, you you know, again, you've had the experience.
1: Yeah. We
0: talked about that at the top and how that yeah. really translates so beautifully as the founder of an omni channel destination like mm. this. S- further to that, you know, you shared that when you were building your own beauty brand, you had to shut it down and relaunch it a few times. And to me, that's the purest example of resilience and a growth mindset, Um, forging ahead despite the setbacks. Yeah. For those who are dreaming of launching their own beauty brands, what is some sage advice that you can share? Mm. Since you've been down all of these roads. Yeah.
1: Obviously, coming from a place of authenticity, uh, have a plan, understand your numbers, your cost of goods, all the important things that are going to get you to profitability. Ask a lot of questions. Don't take dumb money that I think comes from a place of self-worth and and knowing your worth. I mean, you have to be really thick skinned and vulnerable to be a founder in any industry. And I think the biggest mistakes I ever made came, you know, access to capital was always my biggest challenge, even though I was at Unilever and I was at big portfolio companies, like I was still the tiniest brand there. I wasn't getting the same marketing dollars as, as some of the bigger brands. And, and I had a lot of downtime, which wasn't really downtime in between these different opportunities I had where I was chasing to get to these opportunities. And in those moments, sometimes you get to a place of desperation and somebody wants to write you a check. Anytime you're going to take a check from anyone, especially an investor, that's whether it be an angel or, or a private equity or a VC, et cetera. One of the best pieces of advice I got after it was too late was (laughs) ask three different people that they've invested in what their experience has been. Had I done that, I might have saved myself some heartache. But what I will tell you is that I'm also grateful for that heartache because it gave me a real quick look in the mirror, get over this imposter syndrome, people pleasing part of yourself because it will never serve you as a human being and it definitely won't serve you as a founder. I learned that lesson in my 40s, right? I I was always, you know, sort of conditioned to be, you know, they must know more because they're the ones with the checkbook. And and that's categorically untrue. Um, To trust your gut and to know your self-worth is is the most important. And I think, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fall down. I always use the analogy, I think every time I have an interview that when my children learn to ride bikes, I didn't call them failures when they fell. I said, the only failure is not getting back up on the bike and trying again. And, you know, it hurts to grow. It hurts to fall down. It doesn't come naturally to most people. But if you really, really go deep within and look, even in the hardest moments, even when you're down on your knees in tears to say, I know my worth. I know I deserve everything I dream of. And so, yeah, I'm going to shed these tears. I'm not super human, but I'm going to give myself this moment to feel, to grieve, whatever that experience was. And then I'm going to get back up because there's only one way to go when you fall down and that's to get back up and to have had the privilege to fall down and start over. Every single time, it always led me to a better path. And every single time I got to recognize how much I had grown and how much I had learned. And now I get the opportunity to then share that with others
0: so beautiful and and so perfectly articulated you know we all have to ourselves no matter what your profession is if you're a stay-at-home mom or an executive or an accountant or a founder that this applies across the board to anybody um and just recognizing that it's failing is building grit And we're learning about ourselves and our situations. And, you know, it's a reminder for me every day, even though I adhere to a growth mindset, but we can be hard on ourselves. And 100%, especially as women, especially as women. I think
1: we have the hardest time asking for help the worst time asking for money. So get over that real quick, because most likely, unless you're independently wealthy and even then you may not want to spend your own money, you're going to be asking for money. And I I say that to my friends all the time. It's, you know, why why don't we talk about money? You know, guys go play golf and talk about money, go grab a beer, talk about money. I don't know if it's conditioning for me as a Gen X, like you don't talk about money that we have to undo, but it's really important. We have to start talking
0: about money. Um You're so yeah. true. I thank mean, you. it's a that's something that I need to get better at and thank you yeah. for bringing that up because I've gotten in finicky situations where I didn't discuss with somebody, you know, yeah. what the fees were going to be. It was sort of, yeah. you know, a little cloudy. And then it, you get to this point and it's like, you you get surprised. And then yeah. I say, oh, it was my fault for not making it more clear with them. Like uh-huh. I take the ownership of that. Right, right. It and is like, true. Why don't yeah. we want to talk about it? It must I be know. some conditioning.
1: <laughs> I, I I think that we have such power, especially having teenage kids and daughters to to instill a new narrative because especially in the world we live in today women are going to need to get real bold about talking about money and um, you know black women are the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurs in the United States yet the most underfunded and it's not for lack of trying I know that I am the 0.0006% of women that have ever raised black women have ever raised over a million dollars and and it was tough but I will tell you when it got easier when I started inviting people to be a part of my journey when I started believing that yeah this is a really good idea. And this is a really good bet. And when you look at what the world's going to look like by the time our kids are sooner or our age or younger, most of the world is going to be multicultural. So at the end of the day, if you're not speaking to them and funding them and your old paradigm, good luck with a business in 20 years. Right. And, and so. I'm excited that we've ushered in this new paradigm because it's not our job to break down an old one, but this new paradigm for our kids, for anyone that's thinking about starting a business, like now is the time, especially if you are a founder of color to step into your power and know your worth and invite the right people to be a part of your journey.
0: You heard that here, everybody, from <laughs> a brand founder and, and now a, a, a whole other brand founder, an omni channel business. Step into your power. May we all take that away with us. But switching gears just slightly because Beauty Tap, where I work, yeah. we are also a review platform. Yes. And I wanted to hear from you how important our customer reviews and yeah. how to review's impact sales
1: yes absolutely well I mean you know the number the number one way to move a product is word of mouth and the best word of mouth is reviews it's so interesting I don't even know if people realize the impact of their of of reviews and I believe in honest reviews I believe in manners so be kind but I believe in honest reviews and I think that the power of reviews you know this world is so busy and frenetic but you know by the way like when I started in Beauty there was no social media. We didn't even have websites, you know, like that was so, oh, that's what the new kids are doing. You know, now we have such a power, as I said earlier, that beauty is connection. And through the power of reviewing, you're getting to connect with not only the brands who, by the way, we read our reviews, we take your feedback, but also to connect with other beauty enthusiasts and to and to be a part of a community of people who want to celebrate what they love. And so, yeah, reviews are really, really important. And I think creating a space that you can have reviews. You know, we are such a fast growing startup. We're just now starting to launch reviews um, on 13 Loon. But I think that it's so, so, so important. And how much fun is it to share what you love or to challenge a brand to do better if a product isn't meeting its promises? as long as it's coming from a place of constructive criticism, because I've also read some very mean reviews in my past life with my brand. And, you know, you also have to shrug that off. There's some haters out there. Yeah. We just know. yeah and haters you know are going to hate as the kids Hopefully say. Hopefully they'll evolve. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and sometimes, you know, hurt people hurt people. So I, I do believe though, in the, in the power of authentic and, and honest and, and, and do it for the brand founders. We need your feedback you know, our brand founders and 13 and like we need your feedback. We want to hear about your experience. We want to celebrate with you. So I think it's very important. So thank you for the work that you do.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. It, it is such a treat in a world that has really opened up my eyes. And I, I do agree with you that sharing is caring. I love sharing as a beauty editor with the world i love sharing with my friends or someone i met on the street who liked you know my dress or my lipstick color i love sharing snacks that we love in our house i just it is really fun to share so that's the beautiful part of reviews like you said especially when it's positive or constructive criticism because like you said a brand could take so much just like you shared yeah. And I love that about what you guys do at 13 Learn is that your buyers, maybe the brand isn't yet right for the store, has to do a little bit more work, but that they share feedback in order mm-hmm. to help that brand build to get to where they need to be. Not just thank you, no thank you, Absolutely. but really giving some feedback yeah. is just very, very important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we
0: do, we get a lot of inbounds. So
1: definitely be patient with our buying team. We're we're small but mighty. But they will, they'll get back to every single brand. And, you know, also I I love mentoring, right? And so I do, I've mentored brands that are at every stage of their business. You know, they're thinking about an idea, et cetera. So look into, there's so many accelerator programs from different retailers, investors, mentorship programs, et cetera, you know, follow follow business owners on social media. You know, I was saying the other day to my team that, you know, I do get a lot of inbound of, you know, I'm thinking about starting a brand. Can I get 15 minutes of your time? And while I don't necessarily always have that time, you know, I want to start a series where every, you know, whether it be, I mean, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, so Instagram is my platform of choice, but I do have a TikTok. I just have to let other people help me with it because my kids say it's cringy or cringe, um, but I I want to start like a Mentor Mondays series, et cetera, where I can share this sort of experience and and ask questions and learn from people that, that follow me. So follow business owners that you love, follow founders that you love, because quite often they may share something that really resonates with you and can help you in your journey.
0: Such meaningful advice. It's true. And I, I I know the cringy thing. I get the same thing from my daughter. And speaking of our daughters, I know you have two kids and that yes. your daughter, I must be very proud, is she developing is. her own skincare brand. Yes, she is. So as a mom to a teenage daughter, yeah. and like I said, I'm in this space, how do yeah. you keep her grounded about beauty, self-love yeah. and confidence, especially amidst what we were just talking about TikTok, Instagram, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of filters, a lot of fakeness. Yeah. You know, what's really real? How, yeah, how, and you're in, we're both in the beauty world. Yeah, so they have access to a lot of interesting products yes, and people and things. So yeah. how how do you manage that?
1: Yeah, you know, it's amazing. I I will say I did get really lucky in the mom pool with both my kids, but you know, my daughter's a very old soul, and so. You know, she really comes from this lens of, you know, who you are on the inside. And and I do think my husband and I have really instilled that in both of our kids. You know, my mom used to say to me all the time when I was growing up, you can't be pretty on the outside if you're not pretty on the inside. And that stands true. And so, you know, I think what I love about my daughter and her friends who identify and always, right, and and, and do it proudly that they really air from a place of curiosity and hope for what the world should look like. You know, in a lot of ways, they sort of inherited a world that even looks more scary than it did when we were kids. And so I think she focuses on what's important. And, you know, with her and her experience, and it's been, you know, this was her idea. I was like, you sure you want to do this? You're still in high school, but really happy to support. She was really inspired by my entire journey but especially about knowing her roots and understanding. She loves the fact that her great-grandfather was a medicine man and her grandmother was a coffee great-grandmother was a coffee farmer and her mother's a, a beauty founder that was inspired by them and 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 then also the other part of her life which is she's, you know, an Italian and Irish kid and and inspired by by learning the beauty cultures of of those parts of herself and so she's really about sustainability doing better for the planet, shopping for good. Like and when she uses her own money, it's, you know, uh, table stakes is what's your mission. So to watch her sort of implement that and that's what beauty means to her more than what she looks like. I mean, she likes to play with beauty. She likes to experiment. She's been going through a real freckle phase right now. She doesn't have freckles, but literally one of the brands that we carry at 13 Loon, I discovered through Lulu, Which is frack. And it's one of our top selling brands, especially with our Gen Z and young millennial audience, because apparently all the kids want to draw freckles on their face. And it's so cute. And I love that artistic expression. And so she really does. She looks at beauty as as how do I want, how do I feel beautiful? Beauty is from the inside out. I know it's cliche, but it's absolutely categorically true, you know. And we can see that these days. We can actually identify it, you know, people who the world may say is pretty, and then we see the not so pretty parts and then. It starts to shift your perception of beauty. She's really clear about where beauty comes from. And so she's enjoying the journey and the artistic process and the tap into her roots and all the key learning. She's also even more of a science lover than than her mama is in some ways. Um, She really gets into the science of all of it in a way that I always pride myself on, but she really paid attention in chemistry. So yeah, it's, you know, but I think as far as keeping them grounded, you know, both my kids, but especially for young girls who are so affected by the messaging, is finding new language, you know, and I find a lot of it from her, but finding new language to describe whether it's someone's body type, whether it's someone's skin tone, whether it's someone's disability, you know, finding and learning and being open to learn not only helps keep her grounded, it helps keep me grounded as well.
0: So much to be proud of. She definitely sounds like quite an old soul. Yeah. And uh, that will be so, wh- what a joyous moment that will be when she brings you her creation. Her I know, so I'm good. excited to see what it will be. Is yes. it going to be geared toward teens?
1: Um, you know, she is Gen Z, but she's about to graduate from high school. So she wants to create a beauty brand that you can grow up with. And so, yeah. And she's really into... Um, peptides and the formulations and the balances of good for you clean ingredients, efficacious ingredients, you know, she's going through her own teenage skin journey, so she's able to work with the chemist on, you know, what she's seeing in real life results when it comes to pimples and her issues that we all have with hormonal changes in our skin. And um, yeah, so she's enjoying the process and I'm really sort of hands off. I mean, She has her teams and she has her own canvas and, you know, and it's just, it's fun to watch. It makes me very proud that, you know, I think as moms, you know, sometimes, especially as busy moms, entrepreneurs, you have a little bit of that, you know, I've released it, but you know, mom guilt when they're growing up, you're really busy. You're so focused on building and providing. And you always wonder, you know, am I, are they missing out that I, I don't think I've ever been home or mom or that I can't be at every single game or dance competition. But when I get to witness this experience through her eyes, it's pretty fascinating because I realize how much attention she was really paying. And when Lulu was born, that's when I was as indie as they come. I mean, I was like nursing and filling orders on my computer for for my website all on my own. I was the only person that worked there when she was a baby. And so it's really makes me very, very
0: proud. And- It was uh, osmosis. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? She's in graduate school right now.
1: Yes, she sure is. I was like, this is your MBA yep. um, right before you go to college. Um, she but, sure um, is. Yeah, but yeah. And even that with, you know, going through this, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough thing when there's- You're in it right now, right. In it, You're, she's okay. in it. The pressure yeah. on these poor kids to, yeah. you know, get into these amazing schools is real. But like, there's also this part of her that she's like, I already know what my college job is going to be. And I want to make sure that I- make time to support the brand and I want to go to a school where I have access to a social media studio and, you know, to to see this entrepreneur in action who still plans to go to college for the next four years is really amazing because I think my first job in college was like at a yogurt shop. <laughs>
0: Mine was too. I loved doing the swirl. I did too.
1: But then I got in trouble because my friends came through the drive-thru and I got busted for giving them a free much. cone. So I had to move to retail. So, you know, everything happens for a reason.
0: Yeah. I think it worked out in the end. Yeah. Don't um, give I, away I, could, yeah. I could chat... <laughs> With you for a very long time. I want to be mindful of your time as well. Um, One more question, a little more fun and fluffy, because we've we've gotten deep on some stuff here. What are a few of your go-to products for the juggling multitasker who doesn't Mm -hmm. have much time to do their makeup, but is yearning for that pick-me-up? So it can be a stay-at-home mom. It could be the person going into the office. Yes. It can be a teenage girl, you know, who wants a little pick-me-up, or boy on the go. Yes. Okay, so I would say
1: definitely our, from my brand, Relevant Your Skin Scene, our Beam and Glow Eye Serum because it comes in this little tube with a ceramic tip. So it helps to depuff fine lines and wrinkles, all of the things. But the thing I love about it, it also acts as a primer under your concealer. But if you start to realize throughout the day that you need a little freshen, you can put it over makeup. So an eye cream that goes over makeup is a go-to. Ami cole Mascara. Never Leave Home Without It. Beautiful mascara by Jada as the founder. I would say, oh, Citizen Cosmetics, Nudiverse. It comes with both a gloss and lipstick in one on each side. And it's for everyone to find their nude. And I love that. So my nude is Los Angeles. I have darker pigmented lips. So Los Angeles and Sarajevo are the two cities I use. And I I never leave home without that. But I love a brand that everybody can find their nude. And nude isn't just pale and pink. And then Damone Roberts. I'm trying to grow my eyebrows out more because I didn't realize as you get older, your eyebrows start to thin out. So he has this brow gain. And it comes in a little pen that you just twist. And so sometimes I forget to put it on at night. So I have one by my bed and then one in my purse. And then if I remember throughout the day, oh, I didn't use it last night. And then last one would be my one and done Everyday Cream from Relevant, which is a four-in-one. It's your primer, it's your moisturizer, it's your serum, has niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, great African oils inspired by my grandfather, but it has SPF 40 because that's a 365-day-a-year product. is SPF for all, but it doesn't leave a white cast and it leaves your skin super glowy.
0: Ooh, these all sound so enticing. I can name like fifty more, but that I know that's that was like for the sure notes. The quest notes. And by yes. the way, I used to go see Damone when he had his studio on Wilshire. You have to tell him that I say hi. Absolutely. And you gotta come visit him. And now his permanent studio's in the flagship store. At larchmont. Oh, okay, yeah. great. So when I was last there, I didn't see him there, but it may have yeah. just been an off day. But I'm yeah. definitely gonna pop in. I remember yes. him when he was at Anastasia before that. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. going wait, we're dating ourselves here. I know. Right. But now when we were dating. babies, He's he's a legend and he has the most amazing
1: clients that are always roaming around the store shopping while they're waiting for their brow tint. And yes, come get demonified next time. Oh, it's a
0: must. And it's always fun to get joyified inside 13 Loon. It really is a very joy-filled experience. So congrats on creating that and relevant and wishing you continued success. And thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining BeautyTap's Luminary Spotlight podcast. Stay tuned for our next chat with beauty industry thought leaders driving innovation. Find us at BeautyTap.com and follow BeautyTap on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at BeautyTap Official. See you next time.